You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Welcome to another episode of Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast hosted by Justin Grant and myself, Nat, Nat Fluential, and dominant win that we're going to be talking about tonight from the Dubs all the way through, really, for the most part. The game was really won in the first quarter, but a dominant win away, away game versus the Timberwolves, who aren't the best team right now, but they have talent on the floor. So we're not treating them like a bunch of scrubs. So it's all around great win. Multiple guys played well. Steph didn't even shoot that efficiently, but still had a very good game that efficiently for him. Um, Yeah, (laughs) so it was great. So, so much to get into. Justin, I love this game. I enjoyed it. I love dominance. I know sometimes people want to see close games and to be close. I don't need that kind of stress on my heart right now. So I want some dominant games where we just like beat teams and take their souls. And that's what I want to see. So I enjoyed it. How'd you feel about this game? Yeah, I was happy the whole time. Like you said, it, it, the game was won in the first quarter and they were just kind of on cruise control for the rest of the way. You know, Minnesota had their run at the end to kind of make it seem closer than it actually was. But then Clay put them away. The Splash Bros put them away. But yeah, good win. It's like a step above Houston, you know, like you got your first road win against Houston, who's objectively a bad team. And then you play against the Timberwolves who are, I mean, they, they won five out of the last six. So they're, they're a decent team um, going to their home court and just smash them essentially from the, I want to say the midpoint of the first quarter all the way till the end of the game, they were just completely outclassed. So good win. Good how team many, win too. Yeah. How many did they score in the first quarter? Was it 47? I think so. Uh, let me let me go check. Yeah, that. I think it was forty-seven twenty-seven at the end of the first. Yes, yes, it was. Just Incredible. crazy, crazy first quarter. Um, yeah, shot making. Draymond was aggressive early, getting to the basket, and he's been really aggressive the last few games, just pushing the pace, and he's looking like the Draymond at the beginning of last year, and for the majority of his prime that we've seen that same type of player in transition. So. I mean, uh, these last time. few games, he's looking like 2016 Dre. Like, he's scoring. For sure. He For wasn't sure. even yeah, scoring 19 last I, season, I don't think. Was he? He wasn't. No, nah, he wasn't scoring like this. No. Nah. So, good, really good sign there. Um, hopefully, he can sustain it. Contract year. I know, exactly. Contract You know the contract <laughs> year. We're having people playing crazy. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing. That's why I said going into the season, contract year is a good thing. I mean, Jordan and, and Wiggins obviously got uh, signed for extended periods, but I was saying that a lot of these guys are on contract year, so they're going to be playing their best basketball. Uh, and, yeah, that's what we're saying. Well, Wiggins, I think, is like, I made it. I'm here. I want to continue to be here. I'm happy. So all of that, I think, is still leading to him playing probably the best basketball in his life, too. Um, yeah, let's 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 talk about some of the different performances we saw tonight. Um Kaminga, I think, was like the highlight of the game in terms mm-hmm. of how he played tonight. What did you see from from me? You know, obviously a lot of players were good. I was really happy about JP too. We'll get to him in a second, but I just thought like Kaminga had increased minutes. There was a stint in the second half where Clay, where um, Kerr left him on the court with the starters. Um, he was so solid defensively. He, of course, he had like that dunk. Um, he mm-hmm. had a few play. He had some passes. Um, just really good tonight. Yeah, all around. Attention to detail. You can tell he's been extremely coachable. Uh, I, I think at the end of the game, you can see on the broadcast of 
Steve just kind of pulling him to the side and, and talking to him a little bit. Maybe I don't, obviously we don't know what he was saying to him, but it just shows how their relationship is growing and how that coach and player bond is, is kind of developing. He's doing what Steve is asking him, asking of him. Um, just overall, like just super attentive help defense was there. Obviously we know how good of an on-ball defender he is and he was switching onto the ball and containing guys. And then offensively, he wasn't forcing too much. He was taking what the defense gave him. He was using his teammates' gravity to his advantage and getting downhill and stuff like that. So just all around, you can't ask for a better performance from him at this point in his career. Yeah, and I mean, he continues to play like that. He earns more more trust and minutes, right, in the rotation because I think mm-hmm. we're going to need him to be in the rotation come the postseason, how many minutes that amounts to to be determined. But I think you do need him. Yeah, you do. I mean, like like they said last year, that he can do some things that a lot of people on the team just can't do. I mean, other than Andrew, nobody has this complete package of athleticism, size, strength, um, and the, the things that he can do. So they can definitely use it. Obviously, it's a weapon when you put him in the right lineups and with the right strategy. You can use him in a way that a lot of teams can't really game plan for um, without giving something else up, which would be letting Steph and Clay and all these other guys get going. So um, I'm hoping he can just, you know, stay on this path and get even better as the season goes along. Cause if he's improved in this role, you know, if this, if this game is his baseline and then he just has games where he's a little bit better than this, that's crazy. That'd be huge for the Warriors. Yeah. So Jordan was, um, aggressive tonight he was like in attack mode he had that one play where he just went directly at Rudy I mean some of that I just think players don't respect Rudy Gobert I mean they were sort of sunning him tonight all night on the court (laughs) like multiple players on the team but um it was good I thought to see that aggression from JP three his three ball still isn't falling falling he hit a couple but overall I just like that he he was attacking and, and and he stayed aggressive tonight and I like the threes that he was taking. There weren't that many that I was like, oh, why'd you mm-hmm. take that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, he's coming into his own. His his shot, like you said, starting to fall. He's going into the paint a lot more, just being aggressive, being strong. And that's really his strong suit. Like, he's a sh- he can shoot, but he's more of a, a scorer. He's more of a balanced scorer than an actual, like, shooter. Like, if you consider Stephen Clay shooters, you know? Um I do think at his best, he can probably get to high thirties, maybe forties from three at some point in his career. But right now his, his big, his best attribute as an offensive player is getting to the rim and being able to create something out of nothing, which he was doing a lot up tonight. Yeah. His mid range was money. So that's something he can lean on. Cause a lot of guys don't expect people to shoot those shots. So getting into the, the middle of the, of the lane and just pulling up, that's, that's money for him. It's been cash for him. I think I had a tweet like that tonight. I was like, look at Jordan. He created something out of nothing. He can do that. It was something like that I tweeted. Um, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, look at that. See, like J- Justin and I, we'd be on the same page. He know more than me, but we'd be on the same page. <laughs> like, like, yeah, really. like, I would say more than 80% of the time. That's fair. Oh, we'd be on the same page? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For Between sure. like 85 and 90, probably. We have like our 10% <laughs> disagreement stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, Dre had an incredible game tonight. Really just, I mean, he's playing like an all-star. Mm-hmm. He's playing like an all-star. Warriors got to move up, man, because it's going to be tough for all-star this year for them to get three. Right. And I think I think they will. Like we talked about before, they had to. They didn't have to win this game, but winning this game helps a lot because Timberwolves are above them. Um, so I think at this point, yeah, they they just leapfrogged the Timberwolves. They're eleven and ten, and the Timberwolves are ten and ten now. So um, Dallas is next. If they beat them, they and Dallas loses tonight, which they probably will. They're playing the Bucks on a back to back in Milwaukee. So all signs are pointing to them losing tonight. If they lose to the Bucks and then we beat them, then we probably leapfrog them as well, and maybe some other teams too. Uh, so. Yeah, they got a chance to jump up the standings. Run before All Star voting, where Mm -hmm. they're at least. I feel like they got. They honestly got to get to second. I don't think they're giving a team in third place three All Stars. Yeah, maybe not. But at the same time, the Warriors do have that defending champ boost. Is Uh, there a boost from being defending champs? You think? At least they should be. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they should be. 
<laughs> and I think and I think everyone acknowledges how good the starters have been and how good, you know, like Steph and Wiggins have are probably playing the best that they've played in their careers. Um, you know, Clay started off bad, so maybe he won't get any any votes. But I don't know. I think with the guards, we for sure are not getting four. I just think with the guards in the West, it'll be really hard. Um, I'm looking at the teams right now. I keep just thinking about this, and I'm just trying to think about who are the front court players that are going to make it. And I'm looking at the teams, like, ahead of them, right? So, like, there's no one from Phoenix, right? Who's the front court player? Yeah, no, no chance. Denver, it's just Jokic. Yep. The Pelicans, they get in two or one? That's a good question. Um, I think there could be a case. I mean, obviously, there's a case for Ingram and Zion to make it. Their numbers just aren't jumping off the page right now because their team is pretty balanced. Um, and Zion isn't necessarily, like, shooting a 100% at the rim like he was <laughs> before. So... It's interesting whether or not those two they, – they, they're definitely on snub watch, though, because I can see them not getting in but being deserving, but I can also see both of them getting in. So they're on that line, I think. Memphis, it's Ja and probably Bain this year maybe? I don't think Bain is going to get in just because the backcourt is so deep. Um, okay. But definitely no frontcourt players. I think Jaron has missed a few games. Uh, you know, he just came back recently unless he just goes on a crazy tear, which I can't really see because it's not really his game. His game is just to, you know, be a defensive player of the year caliber player and just get in where he fits in on offense. So I don't think his numbers are going to jump off the page enough for him to get an all-star nod. Portland. Jeremy Grant has been hooping, but he's another one on that, on that line. I think he's a little bit below. I don't think he's going to be considered, but He's on. He's on snub watch. I think. I mean, Wiggins is obviously have a past history. Really, that's the thing. Being a past All Star does help you. Right. Right. For sure. There is. There's been a history of at least being like one to two first time All Stars every every single season, though. So somebody's going to get in for the first time this season. The King probably Shea. Probably going to be Shea though. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. You have Shea, and I think De'Aaron Fox is getting in, and you know Steph Ja. And Luca. That's why I'm like, it's gonna be hard for Clay. Yeah. To get a spot. Cause they probably gonna, you know, it depends. Cause I know like Dame has been like in and out and all that stuff. But like, oh, I didn't even say book. <laughs> I didn't talk yeah. about Booker. Yeah, that's and pretty then, much all the guards right there. That's locked yeah, up like, six spots. I just I don't see Clay getting it. But so I went through all those teams. And so then you get to the Clippers. Kawhi hasn't been playing. playing. Paul George has been in and out, right? So, mm-hmm. and then Utah Jazz haven't, hasn't been that great, you know? I mean, are Rudy yeah. or Pat deserving of a spot this year based on what they've done so far? Oh, the Timberwolves? Um, no. <laughs> they are, neither one of them are having, like, great, great seasons. They're, they've been okay. But, again, their numbers don't jump off the page, and they're now – uh, 11th. <laughs> so those are all the teams, yeah, technically, who are ahead of the Warriors. So, yeah, maybe Dre and Andrew are not that much of a jump as I thought. If they move up the standings, which I think they will. And if um, they continue to play like this. Right. They can definitely they can definitely squeak in there. Uh, Sabonis might get in there, though. Uh, that's another yeah, point. I was going to ask about Sabonis. Do you think they get Sabonis and Fox? Two All-Stars? For the Kings, that would be tremendous. That would be tremendous. Um, yeah, they might they might get it. I mean, LeBron LeBron is like, in my opinion, he's a lock. Just off his name, he's a lock. And he's also probably going to start playing at a superstar level again very soon. He did have a great game the other night. So his, his fans. Back to back. Like he probably be- not. Two games like that. Like he would have a great game like that last season. And then like the next game he rested. Or, like, you're not For getting two sure. games like that from him in a row. It's like every other time they play. For sure. And, and like, I don't we... mean because of consecutive nights. I just mean, like, he can't get up like that mm-hmm. night on a nightly basis anymore. Yeah, and I think it's probably going to be a debate whether or not he actually deserves a spot. But I think he's 
for sure going to get one just because his brand is so strong and the Lakers brand is so strong that he's a hundred percent. He might be captain again, just how strong their brand is. Hopefully Stefan gets it. Captain this year, man. It's so annoying because like before Braun went to the Lakers and it's specifically the Lakers because that fan base, because there were many years that Steph was beating Braun in all-star voting when Mm -hmm. he was in the East with the Cavaliers. But when you combine the power of the Lakers fan base with just Braun, it's so hard to overcome that. Right, right. That's why I'm saying he's he's for sure going to get in the starting lineup from the votes. Um, so that's another front court spot. Whether AD if AD can continue to play like he's been playing, and they somehow are within play in or playoff range by the time of All Star comes around, maybe they will get both LeBron and AD. Uh, man, if the Lakers get two fucking All Stars, then we riot, yo. Because then yeah, like right. with three, because like I don't care. Like AD is playing like unbelievable, but the fuck, yo, they're like way <laughs> down in the standings, and they're gonna get two fucking All Stars. Nah, that's yo. funny. That's funny. Nah, I mean, they're know. only they're only a handful of games out of the playoffs right now. Like I said, if, I if somebody slips, like, if they're <laughs> way at the bottom, that that fucking team is getting two all stars. That's funny. All right, listen, I derailed this conversation into all star, and now I'm let's say let's say let's say Utah starts to slip. Let's say OKC and Minnesota start to slip, and the Lakers end up at like tenth. Or ninth well, around the time. Deserving of two goddamn all stars. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just putting a hypothetical. Because they're gonna still be. I bet you they're probably gonna still be below 500. We giving teams below 500 to all stars. Look, I don't know. Maybe. I want Dre and Wiggins to get in there. I feel like Dre deserved to be an all star last year. First of all, but he did make it though last year. He just didn't play. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, Drake need to, he need another one. He need another one. So yeah. We need three. We need three in there. All right. Defending okay. champs anyway. So all right, listen guys. You're listening to Golden Spaces. <laughs> we'll we'll be back to actually discuss the game. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll be back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. All right, y'all, we're back. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. You're here with Matt and Justin. And I derailed us, not intentionally, from actually talking about the game. So I'm talking about All-Stars. And then Justin, Justin says things to really trigger me, guys. It's intentional. I'm convinced wow. to get animated. I'm convinced. No. Nah, well, how many nah. things do you have to say the blasphemy that you were saying in the last segment? I was just playing that was advocate for a little bit. Just, man, <laughs> you know, just what are the chances? You know, we got to we gotta lay out the full, you know, all the possibilities so we can really have a good idea whether or not we got a chance to get three all-stars in there. Two all-stars for the Lakers, huh? <laughs> it's not like it's just any two players, though. It's two, you know, people have been perennial all-stars for the majority of their career. It's not like, bla- it's not, that's not blasphemous, you know? It's blasphemous when they're a fucking sub-500 <laughs> team. How many games have they even won? 
They won seven games. They're seven and eleven, I think. Oh, seven games. <laughs> we all participate <laughs> now. It was the same way I felt when people were like, "Oh, AD, AD is playing great," and like doing the "I told you so's," and I'm like, "Son, y- like y'all suck right now, and you lost. Like, what are we doing?" And I thought, like, well, actually, I'm not going to say the person because, like, it was in his. Twitter circles, right? That's what that's called, the Twitter circle. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't want to like put him on blast, but I was like, thank you, this Lakers fan, for keeping it real because I'm a part of his circle. He's just like, what are we doing right now? We celebrating Anthony Davis when we're like at the bottom of the stand. <laughs> <laughs> Not because like on TV, everything people talk about eighty babies. I'm like, bro, they are losing. What are we doing right now? Hey, they got to celebrate the small victories first. Don't even get me started. I still can't believe that nigga made the freaking top 75 or whatever. I'm like, how you make it and this other place? Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of wild right there. Him, Dame. Those guys shouldn't be there yet. That's I don't nice. even like Dwight Howard, but he should have been there. Yeah. Dwight should have been there. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Now he's over in Shanghai having the time of his life, though. That's where yeah, he is. Yeah, he's over there looking like <laughs> KD and Shaq put together over there, like. Yo, he's mad happy. Do you see the video? Yeah. <laughs> I would be too if I could just do whatever I want. Like, I'm playing against people who are not even on my, close to my level and I'm getting paid to do it. Oh, yeah. He's shooting hella threes. Right. right. He's taking, like, every shot in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But I just... his best life. He, he really is. But it's still, it's still a little weird for a player... Of Dwight's magnitude, I understand that he kind of did not remain like Superman, but like someone who got to that level in the league, it's a little weird for him to be overseas. No, it is a little weird. Um, I'm pretty sure he's probably the first player of his of his magnitude to do something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say, have we seen that before from anyone else who like reached his heights? Nah, I mean he's the first Battle Hall of Famer. I don't think I can't think of any other Hall of Famers that went overseas like to China or something like that to to play late in their career. I can't at least I'm not at least maybe I'm drawing a blank on somebody, but yeah, I, I can't remember that. And I thought it was sort of like um I don't know if fall from grace is the right word, but the way that Russ has kind of been like traded all around, I'm like, have we seen another like MVP just traded so many times like this? Um mm. Because oh, like, that's even a little, like, strange to me. But then Dwight just took it to, like, another level. Yeah. I think AI got moved around at the end of his career. I remember he was with Denver and then Detroit. Uh, Can't think of any other MVPs off the top of my head, though. But yeah. Let me state on the record till this day. I don't believe that Russ should have gotten that MVP. So, but nonetheless, um, yeah. it's just he was still a top five player in the NBA regardless. Oh, D-Rose. Even though yeah. it was injuries, but right, but that was that right. That's what I'm saying. It's a little different. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the dubs because y'all are not here to hear us. Um, well, maybe you might enjoy my slander of other players, but let's 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 <laughs> let's get back to the dubs. So JP looked good. We talked about Dre, he should be an all-star. We talked about um Kaminga, another solid night from Clay, Steph. Solid numbers was not. He was efficient early in the game, and then like in the second half, not as efficient. But still, did you see that one rebound though that he fought for? Like that was crazy. Like, yeah, underrated part of his game. Just like everything that has to do with his game, other than shooting. He was like fighting out to half court to get the rebound, Justin. Yeah, you know what play I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do. And he, it was like a scrum of players, and he somehow was the one that got it. Like he came up with it. Yeah, I mean, scrappy want to win competitor that's been like his entire career he's done stuff like that people don't acknowledge it they just want to acknowledge the shooting but you know he's not afraid to get in the mix with bigs and players that are bigger than him and you know play physical and that's part of the reason why he bulked up a little bit so you know there's not, nothing that he can't do on the court but people just try to say that he's just a shooter and all that stuff so it's yeah. Um, so, well, first of all, let me just say that, like, I'm wearing a shirt, if y'all can see. It's when Steph made the little grit face 
I can't grit like that. And you can't even see me even if I'm doing it. So I don't know why I'm doing it like y'all can see me. But um, <laughs> it's when he did the little grit face and did the timeout sign to the refs. So um, I'm wearing that shirt right now as Justin and I are recording because, like, Steph got a little petty with the refs again tonight. And there's always just these little wonky games in um, Minnesota in general where there's, like, something going on with the refs. So, so it just seems like this is a thing now with the Warriors and the refs, but especially when they play the Timberwolves for some reason. So did you mm-hmm. like what he did tonight after Dre got the tech? Yeah, I thought it was funny. And they knew the game was out of hand, so it was it was a nice little dig at the refs. I don't – I mean, I think it's probably some repercussions on the back end of that. Um, you know, I've, I've, you know, you know, I'm a personal trainer. So one of my clients is a ref that is pretty close with other NBA refs. And um, he's Has definitely he any indication why Steph is officiated the way he is. I think some of the refs may not like the Warriors, you know, I the heard. personalities. No, but and I heard specifically some may not like Steph. And I'm just like, but like, yeah. why? I don't know. Probably because of stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, they weren't officiating him well before he even was like that because Steph wasn't like that. Like this, that's true. Sort of arrogance in him is more recent. It's not like something that always existed, right? And it's more of a um, rebuttal to the way that they're that they've officiated him. It's not something that he came into the league with for sure. But I, I've definitely been shown text chats and stuff like that with you know in regards to the Warriors saying like, "Oh, they're crying. Like this isn't really a foul, whatever the case may be." So. People people try to act like we're making it up when we say it's hidden agendas against the Warriors, but it, it might be more truth to that than people like to acknowledge. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I was speaking with, like, a media member, and he was just like, the refs have a thing with Steph. Like, mm-hmm. they they don't like him, but I'm trying to figure out why. But the thing about it, I know someone who also um, – knows a ref really well and like but he's like they don't like chris paul either um that makes sense i heard that's because like chris paul will be saying shit to them like yeah Yeah. i'll have your job (laughs) like (laughs) you know like like, that seems like something he would say right like right like i know steph isn't saying shit like that to the refs and like also like the same ref was saying that dre is actually not as bad as like people think which is like that's what i'm saying it's like i don't get it I really don't. Yeah, I think Dre is actually kind of chilled this season. Like, you can hear, like, sometimes when the ref makes a call and players are underneath the basket, you can hear what the players are saying because the mic is right there. And a lot of times, you know, Dre, he'll he'll yell, he'll curse, but he'll do it, like, in a way where it's not necessarily showing up the ref as much as we, you know, have seen in the past. Um, He's really trying to plead his case to them a lot more often this season, I think. And with Steph, you don't really see him like he'll he'll say something to a ref like or make a face at a ref like did you really not see that foul? But when he really feels like he's getting hacked out there and he's trying to make a point, that's when he takes the mouthpiece out and starts yeah being super demonstrative and, and stuff like that. But that's not he how he goes into the game. That. He never. Yeah, he has to. He doesn't like get like that regularly. Yeah, he. I, th- I think he does that when he feels like it's really getting out of hand, which is pretty often. Um. <laughs> first first half he gets clobbered on the first three he takes by Austin Rivers the the landing space foul just doesn't apply, apply to him at all um they don't call it and then he gets smacked in the head on the three they call it and reverse it and it is clearly he gets smacked in the head on that shot but yeah he might be the worst officiated superstar that I've ever seen like ever um and it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous at this point this would what demarcus cousins say it's getting ridiculous it's getting ridiculous well our soon-to-be friend of the show he doesn't know that yet but my my <laughs> my guy marcus thompson um he tweeted some interesting stats i want to just read them off so curry is 34 going on 35 and he is averaging 31.7 points on 52.7% shooting um, with seven assists, 7.1 assists, and 6.6 rebounds. Only one player in NBA history per stat head finished the season averaging 30, 50% from the field, seven assists, and six rebounds. That was Michael Jordan in 88-89. I was going to guess Michael Jordan. MJ was 25 when he did it, and he was playing 40.7 minutes a night. 
Luca is also doing something similar this season to this point. 33.4 points per game, 50.4% from the field, 8.9 rebounds, um, 8.2 assists. Um, but he, too, is doing it in more minutes than Steph, 37.4. So Steph is doing it in the least amount of minutes. And he's older than both of those guys when they were doing it. <laughs> Just unreal, unreal stuff. He's still adding to his legacy in a way that we didn't, well, I, I wouldn't say we didn't see coming, but to have your best statistical season at, at this age is definitely something that's completely unheard of. Is and, it his best statistical season or is it his best season? To be um, determined, I guess it has to conclude, but yeah. would you still say 2016 is better than this? Nah, I mean, I mean, obviously that he went through that full season and it was amazing, but if he continues on this trajectory, I would probably say that the season's a little bit better or it might be about preference. You know, maybe even 2021 has a case uh, next to these two seasons as well. I don't want no losing years in there. I'm sorry, but I hear you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just individually, he was incredible. Kind of stuff he was doing. He was, yeah. Um, I think definitely that season and this season, he's better defensively than he was in 2016. I feel um, like in 2021 though, it wasn't like the whole season. Oh, so, well, before I get into that point, why don't we break? And come back, and we'll finish up with Steph and then preview the next game. How's that? That worked. Cool. All right, guys, thank you. You're tuned in to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. We're back, Golden Spaces. Matt and Justin, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Justin tuned me out because he doesn't respect me, so I need to. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't clip that. Don't clip that. Just act like that never happened. <laughs> no, Justin's great. But um, I was saying that during the 2021 season that people bring up for Steph, I don't feel it was like that he started out hot from the very beginning. Like he was good. He was solid. But there was just like a point in the season where he just like went to another level and went on this crazy chair. Cause that's sort of like when he moved into the top three and MVP and all of that. So like he ended the season great and the numbers were great, but it just, it wasn't like an all season year thing where like this year he basically started from jump. And so I would mm-hmm. still put 2016, even though he wasn't as good defensively and this season, assuming he stays like this, I would still put those above 2021 for those reasons. I got you. I got you. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think in 2016 he did have like a a little dry spell at one point in the season, but it definitely wasn't as it didn't feel as mediocre as the beginning of 2021 did, especially when they were like losing every other game and stuff like that. So, plus in 2021, I mean, he he was still great, but it wasn't a 50 40 90 season, was it? It, it wasn't 50. It was like 47 or something like that. 46. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go with this being um, better than those two. Um, And so, look, I want that third MVP for Steph. He needs to win it because he Mm -hmm. needs a third MVP. I've always said that. That's Um, Yeah, so I want that third MVP for him. I want it all this season, you know? Like, I mean, I don't really care about – the finals MVP, but he still needs to get another one because he's been robbed of so many. So, but I want yeah. it all. I want MVP. I want finals MVP. I want Western Conference. Like, I want every guy to. Exactly. <laughs> On the way there. Plus, 
to complete the task that didn't happen in 2016, you know, where it's like you had this amazing season. It won't be some 70 something wins and who cares? That's fine. But you had this amazing season and then you get there, right? Because when's the last time we've had an MVP who won it all? Steph. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That would be amazing. Like almost 10 years apart. MVP got there, even if they didn't win at all. Um, probably Steph again, maybe. Let me think. Because I think in the year Giannis won, he was not the MVP that year. Yeah, 17, Russ didn't get to the finals. 18, Harden didn't get to the finals. 19 and 20. Jokic didn't get there. Giannis didn't get there. Right. Yeah, in 21, Jokic didn't get there. So, yeah, in 22, Jokic didn't get there. In both of Steph's MVP seasons, he at least got to the finals and won one. Yep. So, Got to do it. Three MVPs. I mean, in my in my book, he has two Finals MVPs are already. I don't really care Correct. what people say about that. He does um, have two, and I just want to go on record saying that I feel like it's really debatable whether not that Kevin Durant's numbers were not worthy of Finals MVPs, but it's debatable like that's whether Steph should have been given more consideration. The way that it was just like. Like, so, like, the second year, he at least got some votes. And he probably would have won, but for that game three. But, like, Mm -hmm. that first season with Kevin Durant, I just feel like he didn't even get a single vote again. Like, they act like he didn't do nothing on the court Mm -hmm. where he damn near averaged, like, a triple-double. And we all watched the lanes just open up for Kevin Durant, you know, because they were, like, you know, running out to the three-point line. And even though he was amazing, I feel like Steph was actually really also amazing in that 2017 Finals. And they just act like he was just, like, there along for the ride. And I I didn't like that kind of, like, um, revisionism of, like, what went on in that series. Yeah. You know, it's those – a lot of those votes are, like, um, it's spurred – it's, like, heat of the moment. It's, like, narratives – what's going on. KD obviously hit that shot over LeBron in – what was it, game three, 2017. Um, In addition to the crazy numbers he was averaging – it, you know, I'm surprised he didn't win it unanimously based on like the narrative building at that point. But, and it was also a time where people weren't really paying that much attention to gravity. And it was still kind of like a joke to people. Like when we were trying to tell people like, yo, this is what's happening on the court. You guys aren't really acknowledging it. And then a lot of people were just kind of brushing it off. I think at this point people acknowledge it um, now. So it was just right. It was wrong time for it. I think, um, but yeah, like I said, 15 is his. Shout out to Andre, but 15 is his. Um, he obviously got 22. If he gets a third one, that's rarefied air, third MVP, rarefied air, five championships. That's just super, super elite company. And then we got to really talk about some top five, four, three conversations. Yes. yes. <laughs> because here's the thing, right? I'm, I'm very much, I'm, I really respect like the accolades and the resumes. Like I think you need the hardware. Um, I'm not very moved by just longevity in itself. So, cause that to me, like LeBron obviously has like the resume and hardware too, but like he gets a tremendous boost by people for just that he's been doing it for so long. And I'm just like, I, it doesn't really mean much to me if you're playing at a high level and your team doesn't make the playoffs like that, like that's great. But like, I, like to me, if, if, if someone gets, the same amount of rings and they did it in less time. That's better to me than the fact that you were able to play for many more years. That's, that's me personally, right? People Mm -hmm. will think like, I'm just hating on him, but I, I really, I don't understand the logic. So like, while I have LeBron, like I don't have him number two to Jordan, but I do have him like, obviously as a top player of all time, I just don't give him that same kind of boost that people do. But that being said, that being said, like I, give deference to your resume and the the accolades. And so that's why when people are like, oh, Steph is already better than Magic or he's better than this person. I'm just like, he has to still get a few things on his resume for me to actually rank him higher than those guys, even if I think he's a better player or a more skilled player. So I right now still have Magic ahead of, of Steph. But so there's the point guard race and then there's like the all time race. Right. But I expect Steph to surpass magic. Like to me, that's just a matter of time. Right. But then it's like where you put him all time. Like, cause in my opinion, and I've said this before, 
um, in private conversations. I don't know if I've ever said it on my podcast or to you, but um, I I think for me, Steph is the second best player that I've ever seen and watched play the game, like after Michael Jordan. So I've always felt like that, but he obviously has had the resume to, to do it. So like I would put him second and I have no problem assuming he just picks up the other accolades he needs to before his career is over. But for some mm-hmm. people, that's blasphemous. There are people who tell me he cannot be better than, than LeBron no matter what. And he can't be better than all these other players no matter what. And I think those are ridiculous arguments. But I'm curious for someone who I think is on the record of not having a LeBron bias the way people think that I do. And I know you do rank LeBron highly and like he's a player you actually like where do you think ultimately Steph can fall? Oh, I think, I think the same as you, I think ultimately he can climb up to two. Um, like I said, we have to have a season like we, we want him to have this year where he kind of racks up all the accolades. He needs another MVP, um, obviously another championship, another finals MVP. But if you, if he does that and maybe they even, squeak out another one somehow by the time he retires, he looking at six championships, potentially three finals MVPs and three MVPs. Then it's like, all right, what's the, what's really the argument for him not being up there because another guy was good for three additional years because they didn't go to college, you know, like that really, like you said, it's, it means something, but it doesn't mean enough for me to rank him under guys that he was clearly just as good as, or better than at his peak. And he sustained that peak for, eight to nine to 10, 11 year period. Um, so once he gets to that, you know, we can say his peak or his prime started 2014 or 2015. And once he gets to that nine or 10 year mark of just sustained MVP level play, then the longevity argument is essentially out of it. Like, um, and in that span, he somehow comes out with five or six championships. I mean, <laughs> the only the only way you can say anybody is better is if they three-peated twice and had five MVPs, right? Michael Jordan, right? That's the only way you can say somebody's better than a guy that's being able to accomplish what Steph can accomplish. So, like you said, the the the, the ceiling is two. Um, I mean, the ceiling is one, obviously, because we don't know what can happen. He can run off four championships in a row, right? right? <laughs> but I, I think he ultimately ends up somewhere in that two to three to four range. Um, in my opinion, if he passes magic, which I think he, I agree, I think he will eventually pass magic, then he's probably third, right? Um, cause a lot of people have magic either third or fourth, whether you put Kareem above magic or not. So it'll just be him, LeBron and, and, and Mike. Uh, so that's, that'll be crazy. And it's definitely in the cards cause nobody, as we've seen based on the numbers and based on what we've seen, nobody has been this good at this age, right? You can, as good as Michael Jordan was. He wasn't at this level, right? No, right. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see. You know, who who's to say Steph can't have another season like this even next year, right? It doesn't look like he's slowing oh, down I or anything. Feel like he can, by the way. Like I just think getting a fifth and accomplishing a lot of those things bumps him up into like certain territory. Like I so badly want Steph to get to a sixth, you know. Like, I already felt like he lost two prime years with the one year he was out and the clay year because I'm like, he definitely had the potential to get to seven, like, without, like, those injury-riddled years. And so I'm like, if he could still get to five, that would be great. Um, So, yeah, you know, I, I really want it to happen. And to me, I think it's more impressive that Steph does this being at the height and stature that he is, right? Right. Use that to ding him and say, well, he can't because, and I'm just like, well, isn't it more impressive that he does have these limitations and he's still reaching the same heights as these guys? Like at what point does that start to count as a bonus in his favor? Imagine if you had their height and their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely adds a different level of, uh, of, you know, being impressive because, it's, it's unprecedented. Small guys don't win in the league. Small guys don't reach the height that he reached. the reach. number one option on their team. Exactly, right? And every every all-time list you see him or every list for some stat or something that he's done, you always see him next to 6'6 six, six and up, 6'8, six, 6'9, six, these these gigantic athletic humans um, that are supposed to be dominant in the league and 
he's found a way to crack the code with his jump shooting and his overall skill and everything that he brings to the table. Even right now um, this season, the rate he's finishing at, like the only right. other people in those conversations are like seven feet players. Exactly. It's just, like I said, everything about his game is underrated other than his shooting. Um, he's one of the best uh, under the basket finishers in the history of the game, both by percentages and just by looking at him play. Right. Better finisher uh, than Kyrie. I'm going to keep saying that because people have say Kyrie that's, that's is been, yeah. in the league. He, no, no, that's people been still, the case. People, people still, still fight with yeah. me over this. They still fight with me over it, Justin. Kyrie has the the <laughs> ball don't stop guys like in a chokehold. Like he he's always <laughs> had them in chokehold. Kyrie. Durant, you know, the other day him talking about Kevin Durant like still being the best player in the league, bro. Yeah, I mean, he will get on here and be like, "Oh, Steph's skill, his this, his that," but will never consider calling him the best in the league. Seven, Kevin Durant has one good fucking game, and he's. You know, let me let me use polite language, but you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, Katie got that seven foot boost, and he's obviously an all time great in his own in his own right. Um, so like, it's not it's not completely blasphemous to say like Katie is the best player in the league, whatever. Even though I vehemently it is blasphemous. That nigga just fucking got fucking smacked. He, he did get swept in the first round. He got swept in the first round by a defense that Steph shredded. It's fucking blasphemous. It is That's black. a good point. That is and a good point. fucking SGA talking about, oh, he can do everything Steph can do with seven feet. Bro, this is why when people tell That's me it. I got to listen to players, I'm like, son, I don't care who they are. They don't know what the fuck they talking about. Yeah, that's that Gen Z right there. That's that Gen Z popping out right there. Shout out to all the Gen Zers, but. What generation yeah, that, are you? I'm millennial. I'm on the line. I'm on the line. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know I look like I'm Gen Z but like that one to two year period right before Gen Z that's where I'm at I get it I'm on actually the line of Gen X and Millennial so I straddle both too I'm a Zennial they call me okay okay I don't know what the line I don't know what the, num- the name is for me uh but yeah like hey this whole Kyrie sh- thing like the handles he's more skilled he's a better finisher than staff that was never the case um his handle might be better sure whatever but he was never more skilled never a better finisher than Steph. um and yeah Steph, he get to number six we're gonna have some very interesting he get the number five we're gonna have some very interesting yes. conversations yes. but <laughs> summer that's why people are doing space to talk about they pray anyone but Steph, anyone but Steph this year of course of course because they know they know. So we didn't talk about at all the next game, and we need to wrap. But let's just touch on it really quickly because it's going to be a battle between the two, the the number one and number two leading scorer in the NBA. Two guys who I think are squarely in the MVP conversation. Um, two guys who like to put on a show on the court. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So a battle of last year's Western Conference Finals opponents. So I'm looking forward to it. We've had some tough, tough games down there in Dallas. We've had times where Steph and Luca put on a show, a lot, some of those games. Some of those games, like I think the Dirk Knight one, we got smacked, but we also were missing some players. But, um, yeah, I mean, are you expecting a good game? What are you expecting out of that? Maybe a little bit of desperation from Dallas, um, because if my prediction is correct, they will lose tonight in Milwaukee, and that would be their second loss in a row, and maybe – I don't know, third or fourth in their last five games or something. So they're in a skid right now. Um, so I expect them to come out firing. And really, Dallas is only as good as their shooters are shooting, right? If uh, Dorian is hitting one to two, three threes, and Reggie Bullock is out there cashing, and THJ is out there cashing, then it's going to be tough to beat them because Luka is going to generate a ton of threes um, just with the pressure he puts in the rim, posting up and isolation scoring and stuff like that. So if they do a pretty good job of closing out on the shooters and kind of letting Luca try to score 50 points against uh, Wiggins one-on-one defense, then I think they'd be in a, a good spot because I don't think Dallas has a chance to guard them. Um, they, they've reached a the groove. pretty good job on Luca. Yeah, he does. I mean, he has the strength to not just get bullied under the rim. He has the quickness and the, the IQ to be able to, like, not necessarily get completely out of the play with a fake. Um, and he jumps, he gets off the ground so quick. So 
it, it kind of makes it tough for Luca, even though Luca is still an amazing offensive player. But I think he's one of the better defenders on Luca in the league. I would love it if he posterized them again. Do you remember that? They tried to take it away from him, but he. I do remember that. That was that was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> and he got a crazy poster today. Yeah. Go bear. That yeah. With a sneaky, sneaky top some athlete in the league. Um, him and Kaminga, we probably got two top six, seven athletes in the whole entire NBA. So, uh, yeah, hopefully one of them because Kaminga had a crazy dunk against the Mavericks last year too in a regular season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe one of them get a crazy dunk on them coming up. But yeah, desperation from the Mavericks. They're gonna be shooting. Uh, they're gonna be at home. So we just got to close out to the shooters, which the Warriors haven't done the best job on this year. Uh, but we'll we'll see. All right. Well, there you go, guys. There you have it. We will definitely be back to discuss that Mavs game. Hopefully they don't put up a stinker for us, either team. Um, But I would like to see. I kind of like it was like when Steph had the duel with um, Kyrie and then Jason Tatum and he's had them with Luca. I sort of like that as long as it's as long as it's not like you're taking away from like the rest of the flow of the offense, which he's usually good at. I would like to kind of see that like one-on-one battle between them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's enjoyable. And the offense, the offense is stuff. So like when he gets going and he starts hunting his shot, it is, it's better for the offense anyway. So it, it'll, it'll almost never take away from his teammates because it'll make the other team react to it in a way that is going to create extremely <laughs> wide open shots for his teammates anyway. Right. So yeah. for sure. For sure. Thank you for explaining that to me, Justin. You know, I will humble myself and listen to you (laughs) as I was told tonight on Twitter from someone who apparently thinks I don't understand things about this team. Um, So so thank you. Thank you, Justin, for teaching me. And I'm humbling myself. I'm listening to you. (laughs) That's that's hilarious. Hey, shout out to whoever that was. I know you called a meme block. I don't know if I got you blocked. I probably don't. But yeah, just watch people in general on Twitter. I know that's not going to ever happen, but people should just watch how they talk to strangers a little bit more. Like I don't, I don't really get how people just come into a stranger's mentions and just talks crazy to them or talk. And by the way, like people could be like Nat, you be going crazy. If sometimes the people, I do. And you know what? Kendrick Perkins blocked me. I he blocked me for it. One yeah. day I will tell y'all the story of why Kendrick Perkins blocked me, but I don't think anyone on Dub's Twitter will be upset because we know how reckless he used to talk about Stefan. So, um, right. yeah. So, all right, guys, this has been fun. Like I said, we'll be back. Thank you for tuning in with us. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, share, comment. Um, everything you can do, all those things help. Even if you actually can't listen to every single episode, but doing those things help helps us. And also follow us at Golden Spaces Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Send us some questions to our mailbag at gswspaces at gmail.com. Until next time, take care. <laughs>